This is Comics Coast to Coast. Here by us is Brian Dunaway, and you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast, episode 340, the Toby Allen interview. Before we talk to Toby, gonna welcome back my longtime friend and co-host Joel Duggan of Starcross Online and Forge Publishing. Joel! Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Just doing great. Haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. Me and Matt have been holding down the fort and uh, glad to see you're back and in action. Yeah, it's been busy. I, I did uh, my last convention of 2018 uh, two weeks ago now, so a lot of that was just the combination of prep and then the fallout <laughs> from that. That's right. <laughs> Trying to recover. I hear that. Okay. Matthew Descharm, not with us tonight, but do check out mattthewad.com uh, for everything that Matt is doing. He's covered up this week. Or he just didn't want to talk to Joel. I can't decide. Are you guys having a squabble? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. Fake news. Yep. All right. Infighting. In that's what it is. Infighting. That's what it is. Drama. drama. All yep. the drama. It's, it's like a regular CW show here on. Absolutely. Coast, coast, coast. And not one of the good ones either. Wait. No, no, no. It's like there's no superheroes. It's like, mm. you know, instead of pretty little liars, it's all like <laughs> old liars. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. So now on to the show this week. We do have Toby Allen on the show. If you want to go look at Toby's work, head on over to ZestyDoesThings.com. Toby, how are you? And welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hello. Excellent. So good to hear your voice all the way over uh, there, over the pond. Over the pond in uh, wet and windy and horrible UK. <laughs> All right, so Toby, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're working on. Uh, well, I'm a freelance illustrator. I've been doing it for about five years, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and I and children's books and games design, but then occasionally I'll do things in between. Right. Doing a few things in between. That's the story of all of our lives. By the way, five years... So are you mm -hmm. fresh out of college or are you making a career change? I am fresh out of college or university, as we call it over oh, here. Excuse me. Yes. university. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Fresh out of out of that. I, I luckily got my first job the day after I graduated. Oh, wow. That must either. Nice. They're, um, right. Either is a much different market in the UK or. Uh, you you just did really well. So a day out out of out of university, excuse me, didn't want to declass it, no. right? Um, <laughs> as I go to university, thank you very much. Right, so it's, get it right, Brian. It's university. It's a little more proper. So the day after that's that's great. Congratulations mm. on that. But uh, so your work for the last five years though, you've been working uh working freelance, correct? Yeah, oh, it's good. It's it's beautiful. I love your work. We've been over. I've been over to ZestyDoesThings.com all day, checking out your work, being impressed with your portfolio, just out of university, man. And also, I'm very excited to talk about a current project you're working on, uh, a collaborative project called Land of Now, and it's on Kickstarter. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Land of Now and the project? Yes. Well, yeah, Land of Now is a children's book mm -hmm. that is uh, currently being funded on Kickstarter. And it's a collaboration with author Katie Mullally. I hope I have said that name right. <laughs> and yeah, it's the fourth book in a series. We've done three books previously. Very good. Now it is about... It's aimed at kind of everyone, and it's just about living in the now and kind of mindfulness and just not getting caught up in, in your thoughts, in your head, really. Um, and it's just a kind of, I like to think of them as just kind of friendly self-help. Um, all of the books have this kind of theme, but right, right. idea of self-help and just like being a better you. Um, uh, but yeah, funding on Kickstarter. Uh, okay. This is the first Kickstarter that me or Katie have done, right. kind of by ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
Toby, I'm loving I'm loving everything about this land of now, which uh, which is described as uh, living in the moment and living in the present, and it is it, a so it's a self help book for uh, children or is it for adults? Is it for everybody? Yeah, it's it's definitely in this kind of self help uh, realm, but it's primarily aimed at children. But it also it's also um, very much something that I think adults and just anyone can get something from. Right, and I because I think that's a topic that just about everybody that I know probably needs to take a quick look at because we are definitely. Uh, I seem like I'm surrounded by people who are not living in the now. They're living in the regret of the past or the fear of the future. So I am, I, I am down with this idea, and I haven't read the words that Katie has expressed in this book, but I have definitely seen your artwork, and uh, <laughs> it, 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 uh, it appeals. It's, it's got a great appeal yeah. to it, and it's, uh, it, it does make me want to live in the land of now and to, uh, to transport myself into this and, and really get into it. So, but you said this is, uh, this is book four of the series. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they're all kind of self-helpy. The the word self-help is kind (laughs) of has a bad reputation, but you know, they're all in that kind of realm of, uh, life lessons kind of thing. Um, so it's not necessarily a book that, is a, a sequence. You don't have to read all of the others. Well, good. Each book is a new topic. Right. Um, so we had, we started off with Land of Awe, which is about making choices and making good choices. Oh. And we have Land of And, which was about uh, inclusion and sort of accepting people for their, their strange quirks and, you know, sort of enriching your life by including them in your life. Hmm. And then we had Land of I Am, uh, kind of uh, like a not exactly body image but kind of like a, a oh what's the kind of thing but just like you know you, you have your own idea of yourself and people have their own idea of yourself and gotcha. it's about kind of ignoring that and just you know thinking about yourself and what you're great at and what you feel good about and embracing the you mm-hmm. it's very, very, very philosophical I, I like I like all of those types it- they seem so. I really like the titles because they're very simple and almost deceptive because you've really boiled down these ideas, and I I like that. That's I, now I I was not aware of the previous books until I saw the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was seeing that there are tiers uh, for that. You get you can get the uh, Land of Now hardcover, and you can get the um, uh, the PDF versions. Uh, of yeah. some of the previous books, which is very exciting. Now, what if I did want to get the hardback versions of all these? Would I head like to Amazon.com or someplace or my local uh, bookstore? You can. They're available in some places. I'm not too sure, but you can get them directly from Katie. Um, and that's on the land of children, childrensbooks.com. Okay. Got that. Very good, and also there is a tier for the, in the Kickstarter that allows you to get yeah. all of those too. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Order them to cherish and hold in your hands, right? If you so wish. I am land of me. Give me, give me, give me. <laughs> that should be the next one. Land of gimme. Um, land but, of gimme. Right, but you know that the you know is is we're just joke. We're just joking. But uh, <laughs> land of now the the Kickstarter video you guys made you took an, <laughs> you took an interesting approach uh, towards yes. the the pitch and I really liked this pitch idea which was to say sure if if you're seeing this and you want to pick up the book for yourself sure that's fine if you want to buy it for you know maybe a family member great but the thing I liked was you guys said. Hey, if you want to buy this for schools or libraries, you know, in honor of to do yeah. that. So is has that been a uh has that been a popular thing so far in the Kickstarter? Have you or can you even see that yet? I can't because I'm not in control of the behind the scenes of the gotcha. Kickstarter. Right. So we won't I won't really know that until afterwards, but it no, it's 
it's something that I really liked about it when when Katie sort of brought that up in the you know the discussion about the Kickstarter of like yeah you know I like it can't afford books and schools that probably you know just don't have books um right, right. so it's it's just a really lovely idea to be able to it is for yourself or have the books for yourself and you know donate them to a school where they could be you know right used and get to people that wouldn't be able to right that's you know it. normally get to them i like i like this idea and in a world where we kind of i think a lot of people especially those who are on the internet a lot kind mm-hmm. of forget about the library i go to, i still go to the library yeah i grew up in the library i love the library mm-hmm. so uh I was I was glad to see that you were given some library love. How how is the library situation over in the UK? Do, is it still a a popular place for people to go, or is it? Eh, do I even have these? I think they're quite as exciting as they used to be because right. you know we've got everyone's got a computer in their home. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all got you know we can get books and we can get YouTube and all that stuff. You know, it's not like most people go. To research something you know they don't go to the library they go to wikipedia or whatever right. um but hmm. you know like at least when i was at school you know every school has a library every university has an expansive library and right, right. even up until sort of i think you your equivalent of middle school mm-hmm. lessons like once a week we'd have a reading lesson where we just read so it's very much uh it's still a really important thing it, I think of it like is. having that kind of reading and you know having that kind of space where you can read and what a perfect what a knowledge. perfect right what a perfect uh what a perfect also suggestion for this particular book because it is about the land of now and the thing mm-hmm. I always like about the library is it says hey distractions you are the enemy yes you are the enemy distraction, and I would love, I love going to the library because it is quiet, and most people respect that. And uh, it is a great way to live in the land of now while reading about the land of what if. And uh, <gasps> I like it, so it's a lot of fun. I just, I, I really like the library, so there. That's, I'm, I'm getting off, my, I'm getting off. I'm going to stop, I'm going to Li- stop preaching. Are good. Right, I'm going to stop preaching about the library because Joel hates libraries. It's what I heard. Nice. Oh, Joel. You're such a bad guy. Joel's just trying to cross the street. Brian just floors it. He's like, I know what I'll do. You're just a bad guy all around, Joel. No, Actually, uh, one of the pieces of advice that I I think I recall from a Dave Kellett interview is that he actually goes out of his way to give like discount pricing on his books Hmm. to libraries. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he does that sort of thing. Because I know he's talked before about bringing in extra readers to his webcomic mm-hmm. by putting his books in libraries. And I feel like, I mean, while this, well, we're talking about, you know, Toby's children book here, but libraries in general as a topic is, is good for people that are doing graphic novels, people that are mm-hmm. doing comic strips. Like there's room for that kind of stuff in the libraries, right. especially if your library, mm-hmm. uh, cause we have a brand new one here in Halifax has a digital program yes where it might not really even cost you anything physical to have the book that you are working with or publishing uh at library uh, or at least available to people at the library which may then encourage you know people to pick up a physical copy you know later on if they'd like to have have their own um i'm curious toby how did you actually meet uh katie it was just through the magic of the internet um I think she saw my work on pop up on Facebook and then sent an email and I was uh, midway through some project and I was like, yeah, cool. Well, you know, when I'm finished, we can talk about things and um, it just got going from there and just through email and then did the first book. Then in the same year, did the second book. Then we did the third and then we're here now doing the fourth. <laughs> and then suddenly here we are. Had yeah. that happened. I was really and hoping so, you was going to say you met at the library. Oh, well, I can't have everything. <laughs> that would be great. Right. Yeah. So this is the first project that you guys have kickstarted. So how did the, yes. how were the other ones published? Were they funded by a publisher? Were they self-published? They were self-published through Katie. She, uh, alongside, so um, grew her own publishing business. Mm-hmm. So she started out with our books and then she also publishes um, other people's books through oh. her her publishing house 
you know, coming out of Katie's pocket. Um, right. And then now it's now it's kickstarted, which helps kind of take some of the pressure off. But it also means that we can do the things like donating to libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's it's nice when you can because it's nice when you when you have those kind of aspirations of of working with libraries and writing that kind of stuff into a Kickstarter makes it it's well it's a great goal like it's it's a it's something that's going to derive um support for the project but uh also takes the we'll say the financial risk out of it from a business standpoint yeah something else i really liked about the kickstarter too is that it it's very clear that it's the book is not finished like it's not just printing costs Mm. and and library Mm. costs and shipping like there's actually still a component of the book uh, in terms of the illustration, which with a children's book like this is usually the bulk of of the costs, that yeah. is also part of the Kickstarter. So people are actually helping the book get made, not just funding the printing and stuff of it. Yeah, yeah. Just now, but it was very much still going when. Uh, right. When the Kickstarter was launched. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> a mad extra pressure. Right. Put on top of everything, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's done now. Speaking of the Kickstarter project, uh, you are still you're it, at the time of this recording. You have seven days to go. This is that uh, you're recording this on uh, November the eleventh, two thousand eighteen. Uh, seven more days till the end, uh, and you guys are just a little shy of the ten thousand dollar pledge. As a matter of fact, while I was sitting here, uh, you guys <laughs> got. Another twenty dollars closer, and before the end of the show, as Joel knows, I often like to pledge as well. So you guys are like you just you're like fifty bucks away, fifty-seven bucks. That's fifty-seven U.S. dollars. Uh, so it's it's very close. It very much looks like it's going to get funded. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited about this. Uh, for yes. You guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. Uh, exciting. It is very exciting. If if you're if you're looking for more things to look at while we're interviewing uh, Toby here, you can head on over and follow him on Twitter.com forward slash. I believe it is. Uh, is it Zesty Does Things there as yes. well? Excellent. Yeah. Everywhere is Zesty Does Things. And also, might as well go ahead and follow him on Instagram there and on the Facebook. Uh, on the Facebook and the Instagram, um, I found uh, I found another interesting project uh, that is called Real Monsters, uh, and I really I re- I did not know anything about this, and I really dig this idea where you kind of uh, attack mental health issues <laughs> with these wonderful illustrations uh, and this prose. Now, do you, do you write? Uh, the language as well, or is that is that something that you get help with? Or I do I do write them, but mm-hmm. I am not confident in my writing ah! skills at all. So um, you may know this, you know this author called Katie Malali yes. who uh, helps me. Yeah, she edits the uh, the last series that I released. <clears throat> right, and she has helped edit the uh, the the text that goes alongside them because uh, she's because she's great. Right, which is great, yeah. yeah, and just offers so many wonderful, great ideas, um, right. and just makes my writing look right. And I, I like this idea really, really well. Now, is this uh, the Real Monsters project? Is this an online project only? Is this something ongoing, or can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, it's an ongoing project that I, I started at university, and then I sort of relaunched it in my first year of freelance, and it's. It's been responsible for most of my work because it went a little bit viral. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just about taking mental illnesses um, and base. So I do a character design based on a mental illness. And then I have accompanying text, which kind of explains the concept. Um, and it's, it's an ongoing thing. I have um, 16 designs that are released at the moment. I have plans to do eight more. They're... they're- they're beautiful so far, and I've got, it, it, it is very, uh, it's a real hot topic here in the U.S., especially mm-hmm. uh, with mental health issues and mental health awareness uh, yeah. and being able to, to kind of, you know, recognize uh, when that's happening. So I really appreciate uh, th- this artwork, this a beautiful reminder of the things we kind of should be aware of and, and kind of look for. 
is it, am I gonna, something we tend to hide. It is. It is something that we don't like to talk about uh, a lot right. of times. Uh, and so is, 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 where is the, what's the end game for this project? Do you hope to also kickstart and print this book or, or posters or what, what are you looking at here? Yeah. The ultimate end goal, at least for now would be to have a book, um, that compiles them all together and, um, and then, yeah, probably kickstart that, um, and just try and make it as wonderful and great as possible. Um, and I've had so many requests from people that want a book right. um, of them all together. And like a lot of therapists and stuff contact me and they're like, I want to use this. I want to, you know, I want it as a book in my office. And I'm just like, yes, as soon as I finished it, you can have it. <laughs> right. um, as soon as it's a book, you can have it. Leave <laughs> it free. No, I won't. But right. no, yeah. No, all right. <laughs> but, I like that. and at the moment, it's just a case of finishing it um, right. because it, it takes so much work because I, I, I want to honor the, you know, the subject matter and I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Um, so it takes so much work to research. Right. And if, if you, if you're listening and you do have to have, uh, a physical, uh, memento for, for, from this artwork, you do offer, uh, t-shirts in things. I do. Yes. I have a society six mm-hmm. store and a tea public, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get t-shirts with the, with the monsters on, and you can also get prints, at society six nice. so occasionally i will open up my store and i'll do postcard prints which are more affordable right, right um and you can get them as like a pack but it requires a lot of work for me so it's very rare that that is open <laughs> yeah i don't want i don't want to create any more work for you because you're already doing a fantastic yeah. job you stay on point stay on target stay in the now in the land. yes exactly land, land of now now Kickstarter. <laughs> right so don't miss that I, I am a little swayed. I did not see the print stuff earlier. I'm a little swayed about getting a coffee mug with it. <gasps> yes, I have a anxiety on my coffee mug. Yes, that that looks like a lot of fun. So yeah, I see why this went viral. Uh, and it's it, it's, uh, it's it's something that that touches uh, us closely. And it's it's uh it's close to being meme worthy, right? Because we uh we all live in the world of memes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, people try to try to memeify them. Right, they do that as well. Interesting. It's fine. It's yeah, it's, if it, it's fine. If it gets it out there, it's fine. It's you know, it's a positive kind of message that they're reinforcing. So do what you will. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So will this do you know? I don't know if Katie shared with you because it sounds like she does most of the writing and I guess uh, you do mm-hmm. most illustrative work. Uh do you know if this is the uh, the final land of book, or is there, is there uh, unlimited resources and number of books that will be published until there is no more interest? Probably the latter. Oh, okay. um, we have many, uh, Katie has many ideas, and I've had a few ideas for other books along the way. And okay. like you said earlier, land of what if, right. and that is actually probably going to be the next one. That's a great one, uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we always have lots of ideas for them. And it tends to be that we, the book we're currently working on, or, or, or like a book that we are working on will be influenced by something that's going on at the time, mm-hmm. particularly in our lives, something that we're struggling with. And then the idea will just be like, oh, okay, we're going to do this book about, you know, this, because that's what we're struggling with right now. Right, right. Well, I look forward to land of what's going on. Right. Oh, that'll be, oh, that's so much fun. It's such a great little simple idea. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So there are so many, we, you just kind of touched on a little bit, but there are so many ideas. So how do you uh, keep it fresh? What, what's, what's the process of keeping it fresh for you it, for, as far as your art goes or is the book or the land of books? Is, is it something that you do specifically or is it just a natural talent you have for switching it up <laughs> and uh, keeping it fresh? I don't know really. Um <laughs> Natural talent, that's what it means. When you don't know, really, that's what it no. means. But like, you know, every project, something new that I'm probably not that interested in it. Right. Um, you know, it has to just bring something new, whether it's a new topic, you know, and with like the land of books, each topic is so, um, initially they're so kind of um, obscure mm-hmm. and like, how am I going to get this into a children's book and have it, you know, make sense? 
Um, so it, every new project is a challenge and that's kind of what keeps it juicy and fresh um, because I'm learning something, uh, whether it's a new technique or whether it's a new with land of now we've um some of the pages are almost like a comic hmm. and that's something we've no. started doing with the books now because it just helped aid understanding right, right. um so yeah just each each process each book is just a new challenge and then there's something new to learn from doing it and that's that kind of keeps it right exciting really it, that makes sense absolutely so you you have an idea of what keeps it fresh so yeah I, yeah. I was just I was just hoping there was like some kind of magic answer so I could steal it and use it. Okay, that's fine. Car- carrot juice, right? Carrot juice. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I'm gonna go get me some carrot juice then. <laughs> when it comes to uh, actually producing the work, Toby, do you work mostly digital or do you start on paper traditionally? Yeah, these days it's mostly digital, um, like ninety five percent digital. And if there's anything traditional, it's usually like a texture that I've made with watercolor or something like that, and I bring that in on Photoshop. Um, but I used to work almost 50-50, traditional and digital. Um, and I would do like ink line work and then also shading with watercolor and scan them in and then color in Photoshop hmm. to work um, now. But I'm, I'm going to try and see with Land of Now I brought more textures in. I'm going to try and bring more traditional back in to my work and I kind of want to think about doing. Yeah, I do. I do like uh, mixing traditional with digital. I mean, it just mm-hmm. there. There's a a very tactile feeling uh, to to any, especially textures like you were like you said you're already using. And like you know, there's digital watercolor, but it's it's just not the same. Right. It's beautiful though, but it's just not the same. Not the same. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever go back and forth? Uh, do you ever? try colors try techniques in photoshop just to see if they work before you like actually apply them to an original piece i very rarely do original pieces so um <laughs> no but I, I i will you know I'll, I'll i'll sketch stuff in a sketchbook if i've got a quick idea and then i'll usually scan that in or take a photo and then go from there mm. um so i don't i don't um right. i haven't dropped traditional at all it's it's just more that for you know finished artwork it's digital and then traditional I'll maybe do some sketches here and there and it's usually the starting point right yeah yeah so are you are you working on a on a Cintiq and an iPad Pro I am one of the iPad Pro guys mm. one of the the is, cult members hey, but um, is, I don't use Procreate and then I use a really nice app called AstroPad, which makes the iPad act as like a second screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've got all the benefits of the nice iPad screen and the nice pencil, but I've got full Photoshop and everything else. Right. So you, I, nice. I might have missed part of that. I think you said you're not using Procreate or you are? Don't. Don't. I, I use it for kind of sketches, but right, right. no, I, I, I use my iPad as like a second screen, basically. Oh. Okay. That makes sense. Nice. You know, um, I'm not sure if you've heard, but the the new iPad Pro that's coming out, uh, you yes. can run full fledged Photoshop on it natively. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued, but I'm also scared because I, you know, mm. everything. Yeah, Photoshop's a beast. It's a beast. Well, and I and I think too that I mean, it's one thing when it's mentioned in a keynote, and it's something else when you've been mm-hmm. able to talk to a few artists that have had a, the opportunity to try it in their yeah. workflow daily and, and whether or not it actually works as advertised. But mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good reviews about the hardware, about like mm. the new pencil and the new screen, like the new physical iPad. I have not heard anything about the, the, um, the applications. Hmm. No. Interesting. We shall see. Right. I, do you guys, what do you guys think about just for a second here? What do you guys think about uh, how the iPad Pro is is affecting the Cintiq prices? Because I've seen I've seen a couple of them. I, the one I purchased, which was the 13 HD, I can I've seen it for you know about half the price of what I paid at this point. I mm. just got an advertisement in my email for the new Wacom 32 inch something or other, and it was right. over four thousand dollars Canadian. So right. I think I think Wacom might be. Um, 
as far as the the Cintiqs that are the same size as the iPad, they might be getting cheaper, but the mm. larger tablets are absolutely. <laughs> They're absolutely going. We not. got. Wait, wait. We got something bigger. How about now? Yeah. Right. I'm just looking. I'm just looking right now to see what an iPad um, Pro is in Canada. So you'd have to do a little bit of conversion, but they start at twelve forty nine. Right. For the twelve point nine inch, I don't know if that's the most recent version or not. It might not be the new one. Oh no, it's got the it's got the pencil attached to the top of it, so it has to be the new one. Um yeah, meet the new iPad Pro. Yeah, it's it's um I mean that's laptop pricing. Yeah, yeah. For a yeah. tablet, right? Like that's twelve I mean twelve plus tax and and plus Apple Care. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Uh still if if you don't need something bigger than 13 inches, which is bigger than most sketchbooks, then yeah. then I think that you'd be you'd be okay. I can certainly um for especially for artists maybe not for home studio people but for people that work in like you know they work in animation daily or they they need something that they can take with them on trips to do stuff like i think that would be i mean it would be ideal because you don't have there's no other thing to plug into it like the cintiq you have to hook up to a computer to get it to work right right well it's according yeah. right is isn't there one that's a standalone Oh, yes. oh yeah. I used to is. I used to work from that, but it's still a hefty like compared to the iPad, it's still a really hefty yeah. Yeah. chunky machine. Oh, Cintiq yeah. Companion? Is that yeah, I think that's it? I think that's right. Something like that. Right. Yeah, you're right. right. Uh but that's also several years old now. I don't know if they've updated that recently. Right, right. Or not. I don't but, know. but yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Um when it comes to I mean you mentioned earlier, Toby, that you were, you know, scanning in some of your original watercolor textures and, and um getting things into photoshop that way but with re regards to the color that you have in your work in general i just i find it really unique and i was wondering what your approach to color is for your work is there is there something special that you do is it just experience and research like do you have certain color choices that you make and why well aside from carrot juice um <laughs> kind of have just a very simple philosophy i suppose when it comes to color and that's literally just i do not go for the obvious color if mm. i tend to kind of um you know natural color in my head and then i will kind of shift up or down on the color wheel and then i'll start from there and that's really kind of what i do um when i'm nice. thinking about colors and there's a lot of um just a lot of times it does not work mm -hmm. just pulling my hair out trying to think of how i'm going to color this thing and not make it look awful um but yeah it's like like a lot of the time if i'm doing like wood like i'm doing a tree i'm drawing some wood or something if you took a color picker and isolated it, it would be purple mm. and you ne wouldn't necessarily know that it was purple because you know you, you know we all know what wood looks like we know what it looks like a tree trunk looks like right. but um it's purple um and it's just yeah it's just choosing colors that are a little bit off from the from the real and right yeah now, do you do you find you naturally go warmer most of the time, or do you find yeah. that you you go cooler? Um, yeah. and I think yeah, that I think that it is just personal preference. I love I love working with oranges and reds and purples. Um, yeah, them in everything I do. Right. <laughs> now you can't stop seeing them. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, it I works though because like when you've got different properties like moving on from say like the land of now you look at other things on your website uh the character designs for for the mental health situations like even though they're very different designs and have a very different message because of the way that you choose your colors like i feel like you you can pick your work out of a lineup mm -hmm. because of that like i had seen the mental health images uh before uh and then when I saw the Land of Now stuff, I was like, this stuff looks really familiar. I'm sure I've seen <laughs> this work before. And I hadn't seen the Land of Now work. What I had seen was was your other your other illustration work. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely a, a through line uh, for the colors. I like that. Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that that does come across. But it's something that a lot of clients do, you know, sort of talk about um, and me around for um and i just i've just always loved color it's such a important mm. thing to me mm. um i think about color so much i <laughs> i kind of relate emotions and pain to color in my head so mm -hmm. yeah 
for me. So when you when you're dealing with say a new client, uh, do you find that they're coming to you because of how your work looks now, or are you finding yourself convincing them to go with the certain color theory that you have already built in? Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's um, not I think quite sure. Clients definitely, they come to me kind of knowing what they're going to get. Right. I, I kind of have a, a consistency, like you were saying, with the color, you can kind of, you know, there's a through line there. Um, and I've never had like a client, I've done like some weird colors and I've never had a client be like, no, that's, what is that? <laughs> what is this? How this dare is, you? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. They kind of know what to expect. That's, that's too bad. You need that experience. Everybody needs that life experience of having a client <laughs> come be irrational. You need that. Some, but <laughs> recently not. <laughs> right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so, all right. Um, oh, well, I was going to ask another question, but I'm seeing a really good comment. That's not a question that could lead into a question, Joel. <laughs> well, yeah, I was the other thing that I, I was, I'm cause I was trying to dissect your work cause I, I really admire it. And what oh, I was getting you. from it was it has a really complex shape design and language. But then when you boil things down, there's not a lot of details. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm finding a lot of modern artwork, um, specifically digital stuff that deals with video games, because I know that you do some illustration for gaming as well. Yeah. And I find that they just, the, the, the level of detail is just almost too much in a lot of ways. So I'm wondering <laughs> if you could speak about how, like how you go about designing a character from a shape point of view and then the decisions behind... I don't want to say the lack of detail, but we'll say the simplification. Of, no, of no, detail. no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, shape language is something that I joke about a lot with my community on stream mm -hmm. and like, we'll just whisper shape language to each other because it's just a joke at this point. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, yeah, I, 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 when I, when I draw something, I construct it with shapes. So sure. It's like the basic bones of a design is a shape. Um, lack of detail like i think a lot of that comes from books i obviously have to draw these characters 20 times so i don't want to have to remember all these details to draw but i never i or i try to never put something in a design reason that doesn't have a reason right yeah like you so yeah yeah so the the books have really helped you uh doing that for consistency's sake has really mm. helped you define your shape language refine right. refine how that works because right. i'm you know i'm having to draw these characters multiple times i don't want to forget to include something right right makes sense i like it and i do like that I, I, now you've talked about your twitch channel in the mm -hmm. stream so i got to talk a little bit about that because i do love the twitch and i do like hopping on there and i and now that i know there's an inside joke i can just hop right in and fit right in i can just go oh like oh my god i would <laughs> I, was, I wouldn't know what to do. Right. I'll hop in and say, shape language. Am I right? And then, you know, I expect to get something back on that. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Twitch is great. Um, yeah. I'm so happy that it's a thing. I am. Um, and you can just jump on and watch someone and hang out. It's really great. It is really good. So is, is the Twitch channel, is it Zesty Does Things as well? Yes, it is. Excellent. Excellent. I'll have to follow you on there and encourage uh, people to uh of course we are on different uh, uh time zones you're you're yeah. in the uk so you're a little bit uh a little bit ahead of me um so that's going to be that should be what time you usually do it like early in the mornings for you or uh it's in the evenings for me around seven ish which is perfect mm, about midday ish for you oh good i can do that then I'm not afternoon ready. yeah we have quite a few regulars from the states, which who, who don't seem to have problems, so should right. be good. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, mature content. Well, I can't look at this. Excellent. Whoa. Well, sometimes I get a little zesty. It's in my name, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, something that I, I think is really nice about Twitch being an international platform is that mm. somewhere in the planet, someone is up. You know, like you can yeah. be broadcasting from the UK and get viewers from Australia that are looking at you before they go to work or just as they get home yeah. from work or maybe tomorrow. <laughs> it, it just all depends. 
No, it, it, it really makes the world seem a lot smaller. Right. I, and I think what Twitch has done, we, we've talked to a lot of uh, illustrators, animators, web cartoonists, and the web cartoonists have really, uh, we have uh, varying degrees of how much their audience influences them because sometimes uh, an artist may be open to you know comments and and feedback this immediate usually that same day yeah. for webcomic they may be you know willing to you know give some of that feedback some weight and twitch kind of does that for uh for you know illustrators right because you get opportunity for uh for people to watch you live which is a total stress yeah. fest do you, do you do you enjoy that? There's usually usually people either that really enjoy other people watching them draw, or and then there's other people like me that hate people watching them draw. Are you are the you're okay? You like it? I I used to hate it so much, right? Um, but then I sort of bit the bullet and thought, you know, let's try streaming. And at first, it was really strange to just be like, people are watching and they have things to say about this, and I don't know what I think about that. Um, but the more I've done it, the more I just love it, and. The, the times that I've been working on something and someone has just come up with a random idea and then it's become, you know, part of the work. It's right. just like you to have that instant feedback and that collaboration with people mm -hmm. that you just wouldn't get. Right. Working on your own, isolated, away from people. Yep. All yeah. alone. Yeah. Now I find that it keeps my butt in the chair. Ah, you know, like yes, if exactly. If I'm, if I'm drawing and I'm streaming, I will sit down un, undistracted for 90 minutes because you, yeah. can't, you can't do anything else because then the stream becomes boring for the people that are, <laughs> that are watching, right? No, definitely. And the amount of times that I've kind of been a bit lazy in the evening, but I think I'll do streaming, you know, I'll do some work. And then, you know, three hours later, I finish what I'm doing. Right. I wouldn't have done that otherwise. It's, it's yeah. great. It's wow. Extra sort of time in the day that I don't necessarily, it doesn't really feel like work because I'm hanging out with friends and so I'm curious, uh, how distracting do you find the chat room? Because it's, <laughs> it's something that I battle with. Like I, I battle with like, am I missing comments? Should I be looking up mm -hmm. more? It it definitely depends on the day and what's kind of being discussed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's easy to just kind of glance at it and, you know, join in every now and then. But other days, particularly if there are, uh, you know, if you get raided or something and you get 35 yeah. new viewers come in and it's just like, well, I'm not drawing for the next half an hour. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's super distracting, but it, you know, it's all, I love it. It's right. just nice. We have such a nice little community um, on the stream that it's just, yeah, it's cool. But right. really. So for those listening who don't know what in the crap rating is, what that is basically <laughs> is when you're watching one stream and and you know and the and that person goes hey you should head on over to watch this other person and, and then you get rated essentially that's essentially yeah. the idea behind it so it's good because people are it's not it's not like watching tv if you're not familiar with twitch.tv it's not exactly like that it's more like uh just hanging out and flipping channels and then hey go over and yeah. watch this next thing because i'm leaving because i'm not living in the land of now <laughs> i'm living in the land of i'm going to get a pancake and uh, <laughs> Joel Duggan, and uh, yeah. that's what Joel does. Apparently, according to his Instagram, anyway, he yep. pancakes all day. I've seen his Twitter. It's just yeah. it's it's art, and then tweets, yeah. and then pancakes, pancakes, pancakes. Like another pancake. Here's a pancake. Yep. <laughs> right. Hey, once a week. I don't overdo it. You know, <laughs> that's right. I sit for a living. I can't overdo it. Oh, I wish I could. True story. More pancakes <laughs> in my life if it wasn't for, you know, chairs and drawing tables and that right. sort of stuff. There's there's, <laughs> there's one more thing I want to hit before we uh, before we get to our last question. Uh, we, we mentioned games and game design, and you do uh -huh. do some illustration work for uh, game designs. And you're actually working on one right now. Is uh, I believe it's called Alice Legends. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And when can I expect it? for my device hopefully soon um <laughs> it's a game that i've been working on or well, i've been working uh yeah with bear hug games um for the last three years oh, wow. um and bear hug games consists of mark rose who is the coder and has been working on games for 20 years and me and that is it wow and team right. and we're making a game called alice legends and it's based it's a mobile game on Alice in Wonderland, right? Um, and yeah, it's a, it's 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 a hybrid of a lot of things. It's a card game. 
like a traditional kind of card game um mixed with action so you, you sort of uh, like pokemon you collect the characters and then you can uh grow them and you have their you know special attacks and things and then when you're not battling you're rebuilding wonderland oh nice queenie's come around and she's destroyed everything <laughs> so you've got to you've got to rebuild it and make it look pretty again well, it um, is, it's going to look beautiful if you illustrated it. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but it's like I, I it's it's a really nice coll- collaborating with Mark on this. Right. I like we that. I do all the 2D stuff and then Mark makes uh he doesn't he doesn't make them bespoke, but mm-hmm. uh, he makes these 3D backgrounds that we move around and it's this really lovely mix of 2D and 3D that I've not really seen before. Right. Um, and it's just, it's uh, artwork off to Mark, and then it will come back, it, like this whole game thing that's been made. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> and my things are moving and they're breathing and they're making sounds, and it's just wonderful. But it is always, it is always fun to see those. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to see 2D. I believe we talked just last week with someone who had uh, some of their artwork turned into breathing looking animated styles. There's a certain technique. That you can take 2D art and make it like it's bouncing and breathing and yeah. doing all these stretch and squashing things that looks perfectly natural and fun and just oh, yeah. I love it, love it. So I can't wait for it's, that. To come uh, out. It's, right. Hopefully, it's going to come out soon um, on I, on iOS first, and then hopefully Android devices after that. Excellent. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm, I'm big, big into the games. I love doing that stuff. Okay, so. Uh, we're getting near the end of the show, and I promised Matt, even though he wasn't going to be here, I would ask the last question ever, which is, hey, <sighs> hey, uh, do you have anybody out there, artist, writer, illustrator, animator, just a content creator uh, that you would like to recommend uh, to us on the show, and uh, possibly, you know, maybe we'll we'll reach out and touch them, you know, and and uh, get them on the <laughs> show too. What do you think? Uh I would have to say my very great friend Costa, who is a graphic designer, does motion graphics, uh, other things, but also in his free time, amazing paper creations. Um, you can like I think his Behance is Gustavo Costa, and then his Instagram is Gustavismo, <laughs> and then his Twitter is Gustavism. So not not the same all round, but more or less the same. But yeah, just makes these amazing paper creations. And he just did Paper Tober, which is like Inktober, oh, but you okay. make a paper thing every day. And I don't know how he did it, but just these wonderful little creations that he makes. Right, I'm into that. Oh, I found yeah, it, I found it. I found it right now. Oh yeah, I, growing up, I love doing little paper things. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's like saying. Uh, I like drawing and then looking at your work and going, no, you don't like drawing, Brian. Toby <laughs> likes drawing. So these paperworks are just brilliant. Uh, in this, I, I, yeah, I'm glad you said his name because I can't not even try to butcher it. But I'll have that. G- in, G- Gus for short. There you go. Gus for short. I'll have that in the show notes. That is a excellent recommendation. Uh, so good luck on the Kickstarter project. You're almost there. I have great belief that you will get there uh, very shortly before it's over. And uh, I look forward to all the uh, hard work you're going to put into the book. And, uh, and I look forward to my, my personal copy that I will, I will, <laughs> I will order just in a few minutes. And uh, if, if you're listening to your listener, where's, where's a good place? Uh, where's the best place, Toby, for people to follow you on the Internet and get social? I would say Twitter. Twitter does things. That's where I put most of my art, and then also shouts into the void, um, right. and then also maybe Instagram is. Mm-hmm. It's hip and happening on Instagram, really but yeah, Sessie does things on most things, and you'll find me. Excellent, excellent. Uh, that's it. Thank you so much, Toby. Also with us tonight was Joel Duggan of Starcrossed Online and Forge Publishing. Joel, thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure, my friend. Uh, where can people best visit you at? Uh, you can actually find links to everything now if you just go to joelduggan.com. Uh, and right now I'm updating uh, all of my uh, online web store stuff. So there's nice. going to be new prints and original art and things like that up there by the end of the week. 
So you can check out joelduggan.com and that will link to everything, including social media, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Excellent. I've been Brian Dunaway and I continue to be Brian Dunaway, living in the now. And you can follow me at the Brian Dunaway on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow everything we do here at Comics Coast to Coast uh, at Comics C to C on Twitter. Uh, it'll take you to the website where we have many, many podcast episodes over 300, well, 340 now. And uh, also, uh, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash comics C to C. And that's it. I will see you as well as everybody else next week. Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. All right. I'll start recording now. Joel, do you have a backup recording for us? Yes, I can do that. Just to mute my computer here. <laughs> Turn off all the dings and the bells and the whistles. That's what I was doing. Quinky mm-hmm. dinkle. Uh, but yes, yeah, no, I can do Bling, backup recording. Bling. Bloop. 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 Bloop.